Welcome to the Entourage Podcast. My name is Paige Scott, and I'm going to be your host. Entourage Ministries gets its inspiration from Psalm 6811 that says, The Lord gives the command, and a great army of women proclaim the good news. Entourage is a multi-generational, multi-denominational, multicultural women's ministry based in Durant, Oklahoma. Join us today as we dive into truth from the Word so that your heart and spirit may be encouraged. Welcome to Entourage Ministries Podcast. This is Antoinette, and I want to thank you for joining me. This week, we are continuing our series on Evergreen, Rooted in Christ. This series, we've been talking about what it is to be connected to the root that is Christ and how our lives can flourish because of that connection through any and all seasons. Um, This is a word of refreshing that I believe I want to release over everyone listening that we really can, even if we're facing lack or any kind of um, frustration in this season or throughout this year, it's been a crazy year, that we can really um, live a life of vitality, live a life of fruitfulness in and through Christ. And today I'm super excited because I have Pastor Sierra Kinnaman with me today. Pastor Sierra is the pastor of the global community um, for Victory Life Church, which is amazing. Um, This girl, she's inspired me for years, y'all. Anytime I get a chance to sit down with her, to interview her, or ask her questions, I like to take it. She is has ministered all over the world. She has an amazing nonprofit called One Soma, and she's just she's just a wonderful person. Being in her presence, getting to hear from her is always enriching. And I know that you'll be blessed through our conversation together. So you want to say hi, Sierra? Yes, thank you so much for having me. And I'm I'm excited and honored. And I honestly feel the same way about you. Every oh. time I sit down, I'm like, I even if we're talking, I'm like, I just walk away feeling like I encountered Jesus. So Amen. so excited for our conversation. Good. This is awesome. So today we are looking at Psalm one, which I'm so excited about. If you are familiar with Psalm 1, I'm sure it's one of your favorite scriptures. We're looking at Psalm 1, um, verse uh, 2 through 3, or we'll, we can start at verse 1, but I'm just going to hand it off to Sierra and kind of let her begin to minister um, this psalm to us, things that have stood out to her, how it's blessed her, and I believe it will bless you too. Yeah, so I'm just going to start by reading um, Psalm 1, 1 through 3, and it says, Uh, Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scoffers. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and on his law he meditates day and night. He is like a tree planted by streams of water that yields its fruit in its season, and its leaf does not wither, and all that he does prospers. Mm. And I love, I think, I actually was just reading um, a book by Eugene Peterson called um, Answering God. And it is a powerful book just about praying the Psalms. Um, But in it, he talks about this idea of metaphors. And so even as we read Mm. this portion of scripture, I think it's so important to, to know something he brings up is this concept that we are spiritual beings, but we're also physical beings. And so we can't relate to the spiritual without the physical and even God's intentionality in scripture to take things like a concept of a tree, something that's concrete and to give us a metaphor to be able to relate to the spiritual. Um, I think that that is even in when I first read this and reading over it, I think it's key in knowing as we come to scripture, as we're talking about this idea of being grafted into the Lord, I think it's understanding that first he's given us these pictures and these ideas that say we can relate with it because it's something I can see, um, which I think speaks to just every, every area of our life that God 
often speaks to us in the physical first in a picture or something that we can physically see. I know all the moms out there often can <laughs> look at their children and see and yeah. learn about the Lord. Um, so I just wanted to point that out as That's we kind powerful. of start diving into this scripture of just first, he gives us this imagery, but I think he's so strategic in in the tree. And yeah. and I know you guys are, are talking about this all month long and and even um, the the evergreen, the concept of the tree. And, yeah. and I love that imagery. And it's so cool because just personally in my life, I think that that has been the picture God constantly brings me back to is the imagery of a, a tree and meeting him at this tree and sitting at the tree and, and knowing that as we become like him, we become these trees that are planted by streams of yeah. uh, living water. Um, so anyways, I think that there's so much I could say about this. Um, I think, and I, I want to, if you, you know, if you want to kind of guide the conversation in any specific way. But. I was going to ask you, do you remember when you first encountered Psalm 1, like um, of the time in your life? Or Yeah, I think I remember. So I grew up in Victory Life Academy yeah. <laughs> and this was something that we would pray over us. Wow. And I think that, um, I think that I, I knew it in theory. Again, kind of as a kid, you hear pictures, you hear imageries, you hear those uh, metaphors. But it was whenever I was, I would say, 15 years old. And it was um, my first mission trip to India, actually. Wow. And when I was there, um, kind of just had this, this in reading through this and then a, tra- a scripture in Isaiah, God showing me this picture that I feel like has even shaped my life around a tree and encountering him at this mm-hmm. tree. Um, but, and then reading this and then understanding again, that concept of now I get to become like him and yeah. that he is calling me the same way that he is this deep rooted thing in my life that is stable and constant and that I can lean back and rest that as I become like Christ, yeah. I now get to be that for other people. And I get to be a place of of confidence and deep roots that people can lean against in those hard seasons and lean against in those hard times. Um, So I I would think during, I've probably heard it growing up, but it was during that season that it really came alive um, and beginning to say, what does that now look like to allow those deep roots to be formed in my life and allow him to be me to him, me to rest on him and lean on him but in the same way for me to become that f- a safe place for other people to to find shade under and to be able to to rest against. That is so good. You mentioned um, that this in connection with a scripture in uh, Isaiah, and it reminded me of Isaiah 61, which is, you know, the scripture that uh, Jesus stands up and he, he shares that today, Isaiah 61, this part that he reads, it's been fulfilled. Mm. And I always looked at that and thought, Jesus found himself in this scripture. He read this scripture the same way that we read the word, and he knew that that was talking about him. And him being our model, I thought, well, that's talking about me too. If it's talking about him, then it's talking about me. So I just wanted to share that really quickly, that verse in Isaiah 61. It says, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to preach good tidings to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and the opening of the prison to those who are bound, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn, to console those who mourn in Zion, to give them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they may be called trees of righteousness, Mm -hmm. the planting of the Lord, that he may be glorified. Yeah. Amen. That's so powerful. Yeah. I think like that's the life that we've been invited Mm -hmm. to. That's the, that's what that tree looks like. Having that, that tree that he is replicated in our life, that everything he is, we can be too. Yeah. 
Definitely. I think that's so powerful. That's, that's awesome. And I think yeah. that's even recently, um, I feel like this throughout this year, at some point, God gave me, um, I was just praying. And I was actually praying about something that I was a little bit frustrated at and a little bit like, God, why have I not seen this yet? Like I'm believing, I'm praying, and I'm not seeing this. Oh, that's good. And I felt like the Lord kind of, you know, as He does, graciously convicted my heart and was like, <laughs> maybe you're not trusting me. That's um, good. But then I saw Him like give me something. And when I saw Him give mm. me this thing, He gave me a seed. And I felt like He told me, plant this seed as an act of faith. And, and this was um, probably middle of June. And I, I planted that seed and I still haven't seen the fruit of it. But I think what that showed me was he often, we we expect, we want to come because we see in Christ the fullness, right? We see him mm-hmm. proclaiming liberty to the captive. We see him in, in this fully sprouted, rooted, grounded tree that's had years and years of growth and who's this constant picture. Mm-hmm. But knowing in our own lives, we, I read that scripture and think, man, God, I'm nowhere close to that yet, yeah. but I want to be that. And so how do I begin? Exactly. And I feel like he asked me that question of, will you plant the seed that I've given you? And Amen. will you believe that that will produce the fruit over time? And it takes yeah. what I found in that it, it wasn't plant it and then go away and forget about it, Amen. but it's plant it in true true faith is actually, it's built on intimacy. And so knowing Amen. it's, I can't, I've, it's planted it. My part of the doing is done, but now how do I cultivate that? How do I water it? I constantly go back to him. I That's constantly good. sit at his feet. I constantly, the days that I feel overwhelmed, bring those things to him. So I think whenever yeah. we look at this, this scripture in Isaiah and we think about our lives becoming like that, our lives becoming these trees that are firmly planted by rivers of water that bear its fruit in its season. Mm -hmm. I think that for anyone listening, no matter what season of life you're in, you have some seed to plant. And I would say, even if you, you can look at someone's life. I know there are people in my life I can look at and think, man, if I were there, but to know (laughs) I'm here. And so saying, what am I being obedient to plant in this season that in five years from now, 10 years from now, 20 years from now, I know because I was faithful to plant it and then cultivate it in intimacy, mm-hmm. I'll now get to bear the fruit or my children will get to bear the fruit or Amen. the people around me in 20 years will get to bear the fruit. And so I think it's learning to enjoy the season you're in, yeah. learning to be thankful, and then knowing as we're planting these, God, I want to be a person who who brings liberty to the captive. Yeah. We'll start somewhere, plant that Amen. seed, and let Him bring the growth in that. That is so good. I think that's such an encouragement to individuals that you have something in your hand. Yeah. We all have been pro- given a seed mm. of something. Um, I, and I just, that to me, that's such an important message because you you do see so many individuals who like us, like we all do, we'll begin. You'll begin to compare mm-hmm. what someone else is experiencing or what someone else has to give, but the Lord has equipped us all with a seed, and in that seed is furnished yeah. everything that we need if we will be faithful to release mm-hmm. it. Like you're saying, that's so powerful. Yeah, and I think it's knowing even planting is such a, it's a faith process. Like in Amen. the natural, when yeah. you plant a seed. And I don't know all the science (laughs) behind it, but I know, I've heard that a seed has to die before it can really grow. And so you're planting it in, I think, the same way Abraham taking Isaac upon that mountain. That was a seed moment of God, you've given me the seed, Mm -hmm. uh, my physical seed, my son, that I'm taking in that. I'm going to yeah. plant it, even I not knowing the outcome, but knowing because of my intimacy with you, because of my trust in the character Amen. of God and His steadfast love and His faithfulness that we see David praying throughout the whole so Psalms good. that I remember that, then I can willingly plant any seed He gives me, trusting this is my moment of faith. 
where now God, you are the one who's going to bring the harvest and you're going to be the one who brings the growth. Yeah. And I think it's it's only in knowing his character and trusting exactly. that faithfulness yeah. that we're able to plant what's been given to us. That's so powerful. It, like trust. Yeah. I think really um, leaning into that topic of trust that this season, I think, or this year mm-hmm. has stirred up a lot of I guess it's revealed places in our hearts where there has been mistrust yeah. with the Father, where we question or we may doubt, and which mm-hmm. is okay. Everyone has those seasons. Like, is he really going to come through in this situation? Or, well, I don't think he could have seen this coming, but he really has. And the way that we can begin to continue to cultivate that trust, like you said, is through intimacy. Yeah. That's so powerful. You can't trust in someone that you don't know. Yeah. The more we lean into relationship with him, that is the source of living that evergreen kind of life. Yeah. Um, is is being able to trust and lean into his character, yeah. like you said, his nature. That's yeah. so powerful. And I, I was reading, um, I'm doing this Bible study in this year. It's it's really cool. I love it because it's you basically read a book at a time and then you go mm-hmm. and like answer some questions about it. And so I've never read the Bible in a way that's like read a chapter at a time and then study it. I've done like read here, read here, and it's a little bit all over. And so it's been really cool for me because I've never read through the Bible in this way. Um, But I was reading through Habakkuk and Mm. at the end, the author of this Bible study just asked a few questions, but he he talks about how Habakkuk was this man who positioned himself in a position of waiting, listening, and praying, and how mm. he made these requests. And he he was believing for God for things, but he didn't see it right away. And so he wow. sat in a waiting, a listening, and a, and a praying. And as I was reading wow. that, I just felt the Holy Spirit say, like, what are those things that you're waiting, listening, and praying for? And I look at the beginning of this year, and even I uh, moved back to Durant at the beginning of this year, was just at a place of kind of my life a little bit out of my—everything was out of my control. Yeah. <laughs> I had made some decisions, did things that ended up being at a place of, God, I like I have to live very open-handed right now because I have no option but to trust you. Yeah. And so I felt in January, I had this list of the things that I was waiting, listening, and praying for. But as I've seen the year go on and as I've walked in intimacy with God— I've seen those things start being answered. I've seen those wow. tree, those seeds start being bearing fruit. Um, but as I was praying, this was a few months ago, and, and thinking about that, I thought, man, there's only— I mean, I have huge long-term things I'm waiting, listening, and praying for, but currently I can name one or two things offhand. And I almost felt just the stirring from the Holy Spirit of Sierra— like you need to be praying and believing for more because whenever you're mm. what that what that did for Habakkuk whenever he took that posture of waiting listening and praying and I think it's that posture of we've planted the seed mm-hmm. and now we're waiting we're listening and we're praying that is what's kept you in intimacy because my w- list was you know so long I um. needed God I had to stay intimate with him this year and it was almost the temptation of if I got everything that's on my list right now and I'm not believing for more yeah. then I'm going to lose that posture and that's whenever yeah. I begin to trust myself rather than trusting God. Mm -hmm. And so even what it did was so cool because I felt like trusting God actually allowed me to dream more because it said, I want to constantly live a life postured in you're in control and I trust you, Lord. And to do that requires that I'm dreaming big dreams, that I'm believing the impossible, that I'm expecting him to to make me into something that's going to bear fruit for the nations. And I think knowing, anyways, just in reading that, it really challenged me to say, man, I need to be 
believing for bigger things because yeah. I don't want my list to be all checked off or whatever. <laughs> and then for me to lose that posture of full dependency and full trust, if that makes that's any sense. powerful. I think that's so good. It's a continued need. And that, speaking of, you're talking about the power of metaphor earlier. That's what you see with your children. You know, <laughs> be having a little baby, It's there's always a new season of mm. growth that they're going through. There's always new, a whole new uh, set of needs yeah. that they need to have met. Um, through their parents, and the same is is true of us. I think that if we're not trusting Him, it's it is indicative of us not growing. Yeah, we, we are not we're not in a season of growth if we're not trusting Him to manifest more of Himself yeah. in us. Yeah, you mentioned um, having fruit for nations. Yeah, so I want us to look to just kind of swing over to Revelation twenty two, because in Revelation twenty two. We see um, this tree again, um, the tree that is in Psalm 1. And we may go back to Psalm 1 because there were a couple of things that I wanted us to look at. But here in um, Revelation 22, it says, um, In the middle of its street and on either side of the river was the tree of life, which bore twelve fruits, each tree yielding its fruit every month. The leaves of the tree for the healing of the nations. And that's Revelation 22, verse 2. And I love that. The leaves of the tree were for the healing of nations. Um, when we are faithful to, um, to release the seed that God has given us and to trust Him and to continue to cultivate that seed through relationship with Him, we're not only Um, bearing fruit that is for us or the fruit of His promises for our lives, but our lives um, begin to affect the lives of those around us, where, like you said earlier, people can lean on your tree, they can eat of your fruit. So I wanted us to lean more, a little bit more into talking about that, about how people can partake of your life, that they can partake of the fruit of your life. And two, when we think about um, dreaming bigger, that our impact, we need to have big vision for the impact that we have. We need to have generational Mm -hmm. vision for our impact and even international vision for our impact. Every believer, that is not just for a few special Christians. That's for every believer to have generational, long-lasting, and and big impact. Yeah. So let's look at that. For yeah. <laughs> so I think I think even um, there's so much in that, and and this year for me has been a year of really learning what it means to live eternally minded, mm-hmm. and knowing that every and I think we've all experienced that to a degree that everything is so temporary, and the things mm-hmm. that we see um, can almost even be a little bit fake feeling whenever it's <laughs> all been asked to pause and to be on hold, and what yeah. we thought we had control of, we really had no control over. <laughs> um, it's it's positioned me to really say, God. What does it look like that my life is in light of eternity? And I think yeah. that's always been a prayer of mine. But I think when you you talk about this idea of my life or our trees bearing fruit for the nations, it becomes, I think, in order to believe that and receive that, we have mm-hmm. to understand it's not just what does God want to do in me individually. And yeah. yes, I have that's an individual good. call. And yes, I have an individual dream and plan and purpose that God has put in my yeah. life. But from the beginning, you look at Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, they thought genera- generationally and they thought beyond just what was in front of them. That's good. And I think to really walk in full trust and faith and to step into the fullness of what God has called us to, it takes us knowing 
my life is even just a seed for the next generation. And yeah. and what I'm planting today is for the church, for my children, for the body of Christ 20, 30, 40, 50 years from now, that I think whenever we take that, then it becomes less and less about us, less yeah. and less about how I'm feeling or what what's comfortable for me. But then That's it begins, good. we take God's position. And what I know, what I know from Scripture and what I know from the Lord is that He's coming back for one pure and spotless bride. And yeah. I think— it's no, it's no coincidence that this is the in, this is the last chapter in yeah. the Bible. Like this is the last thing that he leaves us with, but he comes right after this, talks about Jesus coming back, and I think, and I'm going to try to communicate this because it is all still very fresh revelation to me. But knowing we can't separate what ultimately, and I love. Um, the church in Iran has this prayer mm-hmm. of Maranatha. It's how they greet each other. That's how they, mm-hmm. whenever they pass each other. And it used to be Shalom, but whenever the, the Gentiles became a part of, because that's how the Jewish people greet each other, Shalom. Mm-hmm. When the Gentiles now became a part of faith, it's Maranatha. And that the, the translation is, come Lord Jesus. And wow. so whenever I'm greeting my brother in Christ, my sister in Christ, I'm ushering in the return of the Lord. Come Amen. Lord Jesus. Mm-hmm. And so I think whenever we talk about my life being a tree that's bearing fruit for the healing of the nations. I'm thinking about God's ultimate goal is to see one pure and spotless bride Mm -hmm. so that he can return back and knowing we are his bride preparing for his return. And when we live a life in light of eternity, yes, we have an individual. And I I think when people hear that, they can sometimes negate then, well, then Mm -hmm. how is me being a mom at home helping in that? Or how is me, (laughs) you know, working or how is me going to college, whatever season of life you're in, being a grandparent, how is that aiding in that? But I think whenever we say, I am a follower, I'm a disciple of Jesus Mm -hmm. who is saying, God, let my life be a light, let me, my life be a seed. I love um, my brother-in-law prays this prayer and it's become my own prayer recently of may my life be a just reward for the the lamb that was slain. May my life be a just reward for the the gift that was given in Jesus. And I think whenever we think about our life producing fruit and bearing fruit for the nations, it starts with our home. It starts with, mm-hmm. you know, your family. It starts in your own life, but then it expands to now how do I say not just today and not just 10 years from now, but what kind of legacy do I want to leave? What is my end goal? And it's yeah. to see, I love, um, it's Matthew 24, 14, but it says the gospel of the, the kingdom will be proclaimed into the nations as a testimony to the world, and then the end will come. And knowing as the gospel is proclaimed, and I think right now there's so much politically going on, there's so much mm-hmm. racially going on, there's so much just going on in our culture, social injustice, yeah. that if we look at one of those things, and I, and I again, I'm there's a tension to manage because mm-hmm. you want your, like if, if God, ha- if you have influence in the realm of social justice, I just think specifically about human trafficking. Yeah. It's not to say, well, because it's so big in light of eternity, we can't do anything that you don't start somewhere. Yeah. But also knowing all of those things won't fully be resolved until yeah. Christ returns, that we may see a hundred thousand people rescued out of human trafficking, but there's always going to be more that needs to be done. Yeah. We may be, we may see unity between two races of people, but there's always going to be conflict in another race. We may see one political leader step up, but then twenty years from now, we don't know where that's going to be. Yeah. And so, knowing because we are living in a fallen world, because mm-hmm. we are imperfect beings that my end goal is not to say, how do I see this social justice or this division or this thing solved? It's how do I see the return of the Lord? And that's through knowing He's the one who's going to make all things right. He's going to resolve all injustice. He's going to bring ultimate unity where we're one pure spotless bride. And then I think 
our position looks different because the fruit I'm bearing isn't just a fruit in in one area of my life, but it's how am I bearing fruit that's kingdom? How am I bearing yes. fruit that's eternal? Um, and then I think you ask yourself, what kind of fruit does that look like? Because I I can't mm-hmm. go do that everywhere, <laughs> but I can bear the fruit of love. I can bear yeah. the fruit of generosity. I can bear the fruit that reflects kingdom in a real way to the people in front of me, yeah. trusting that that opens doors for the nations. If that, I don't know that's if that makes powerful. any sense oh, at all. That's so good. I love, I love it. When, when we're talking to about bearing fruit, here, I think this is worth taking a moment for is um, there's this, I think you used the word tension earlier. I think there is a tension between understanding that we bear fruit. We don't create it ourselves. Yeah. We bear it because we're in connection to the root that is Christ. We're planted. Mm. Um, but then there is also our works of faith. Yeah. Where can you speak into the balance between that, the the work of walking in love sure. versus realizing that the love comes from Him? It's yeah. a fruit that you bear through Him. Yeah. I think my advice, and it might sound <laughs> so simple, is just fall in love with Jesus. Because Amen. I think if you're in love, you're going to do what love does. And Amen. I think of uh, even just thinking of new a newly couple, like a yeah. newlywed couple, when they're in love, they're they're and captivated in each other and everywhere yeah. they go they're you like they don't see anyone <laughs> like, else in ew. the room yeah it's gross like, no. <laughs> it's beautiful because yeah. they've they've captured love and they have each other's gaze and i think yeah. sometimes it we feel that there is that tension of well i don't want to jump into works mm-hmm. and that like you know we know faith without works is dead yeah. but i never want to just do works but what i know is if i'm in love yeah. then i've really given my whole life for yeah. this man, Jesus. And I want everything in my life to reflect him. So then I'm willing to to pursue him. Then I'm, I, yeah. I long for intimacy with him. And that doesn't mean it always comes easy or naturally, but it you prioritize it. And just like in a healthy relationship, you're going to prioritize time with each other, even yes. when it's not convenient. I think that that's what it looks like to walk in faith with God is it's it the work is in pursuing intimacy but the intimacy isn't work like the the setting in his presence and resting isn't work and i i think that there's even a part of understanding and i was actually woke up thinking about this this morning um of knowing every choice we make is a choice out of love or fear and i think whenever we think about walking in in fruitfulness and walking in faith and that tension of you know, not letting it become about works, but knowing works is a part of it. I think you just ask yourself the question, is this out of love or fear? And if it's fear, then it's not God. But if I'm making a decision, so I think very practically, like, you know, I want to be a person who serves. And so I'm going to go find an opportunity to serve. That doesn't mean that I always feel like going out and serving. That doesn't mean I always feel like, man, today I just want to wake up and go give my time to people. (laughs) But when I stop and say, but what does love look like? And because I have met the person of love, Jesus, I'm going to choose that rather than fear. I would say is like, I value my own comfort and convenience of, I want to sleep in and not do anything, you know? (laughs) And so I think it's saying I'm going to be, and that's, that's even what I woke up praying this morning. I want to be a person that chooses love every time in every practical way. Um, I shared with you, I'm in the process of buying a house and knowing in that process, there is this, I think, stereotype of it's, there's going to be challenges you face. There's going to, you know, all the unknown appraisals, all those things. (laughs) And then I just, as I was praying about it, I'm like, God, I'm just going to choose love 
the entire time. And that can seem so silly because it's about a house, but (laughs) knowing I know the person of love and I walk in intimacy with him and he's doing this with me, like he's buying a house with me. So every choice along the way, I'm going to let it be a choice of love. I'm not going to get frustrated if people don't show up. You know, I'm not going to get frustrated (laughs) if things don't come how I want them to. And so I think just practically, I would say fall in love. And if you're in love and to not, if you feel that it's becoming about works and it's becoming about, man, I'm not doing for God and I almost feel guilty. I think pause. And and there's I, there have been seasons in my life that I totally mm-hmm. step back from anything and I just sit at His feet and I just yeah. cultivate intimacy with Him and allow everything I do be from that place. It's, yeah. it's the same way. If a couple is trying to just keep going, I think about even during the holidays time, if a husband and wife are in conflict with each other yeah. and they have all these parents to visit and all these friends to go see, mm-hmm. they can almost sometimes just push through it being in conflict with each other of yeah. we're going to just make it work and we're going to act like we're happy and we're going <laughs> to go through it. Or there's a moment of why don't you pause, take the time, which is yeah. inconvenient, but to cultivate intimacy, staying face to face. And then good. when you step into those moments, you're full of joy. So I think it would just, my advice, and I know, again, that sounds so that's practical, good. but just oh, fall good. in love and and let yeah. that be where you bear fruit from. I love that falling in love, even if it's inconvenient, yeah. taking that time. I think that's so powerful. Um, there is one more thing I want to ask you about just because I have to ask you. Yeah. It's so good. <laughs> and back in Psalm 1. We see that this tree is planted by rivers of living mm-hmm. water. And um, even back to that metaphor, uh, talking about metaphor, um, every a lot of people interpret that living water as being the Spirit of God that's on the inside of us and um, relationship with Holy Spirit. Yeah. What um, does your relationship with the Holy Spirit look like in, in bearing the fruit of the Lord and walking in love and in intimacy with yeah. Him? Yeah, so I think that's something too that looks different in every season. Mm-hmm. And so I will share the season I'm, I, I'm in, um, but also for anyone listening, knowing I am a season where I am single. I don't have kids. Like I, <laughs> my, I would say that this is a time in my life where I've gotten to develop the most time in intimacy, yeah. but to not let this, I'm, I'm prefacing it with, don't <laughs> let this discourage you if your time doesn't look like this or yeah. if of walking with Holy Spirit, it looks different because I know, yeah. I understand whenever I become a mom, that's even going to look different. And not <laughs> that it's going to be less than, it's just going to be different. different and so yeah. um, with that, currently though, for me, I think this year specifically has been walking in in the discipline of making time for Him priority. And so Amen. meaning, yeah. um, I know that community is vital and I know relationships are vital. And I think that's even a part of that. Living water is being in the right streams with the right people beside you. Yeah. But knowing at the end of the day, if I don't prioritize Him, I can't be healthy for anyone else. Yeah. And so um, practically for me, I'm a night person and <laughs> I find the best time to be with the Lord is at night. And so That's I have, good. I've made an intentionality this year, the last two hours of every night that I am by myself somewhere. And so that's whether that's good. in my room, whether that's I'm driving back from something in my car and just praying. Um, and then, and then I would say being in the word. And that's whenever I mm-hmm. do my, my deep studying is just at night and letting, I love, um, even in, in the Jewish faith, people begin their, in the Jewish culture, like your day begins at sundown or sunset. And so knowing that intentionality of I'm actually starting my day by setting my attention on the Lord. And so as I sleep, I love sleep and I sleep incredible, (laughs) but I know it's because I end my days focusing on Him. And so 
that looks different. Sometimes, like I'm, I told you, I'm going through this Bible study, so I'll yeah. just read portions of Scripture. Sometimes that is just being on my knees and and sitting mm-hmm. at His feet, and that's not always two hours every night. Sometimes <laughs> that's a five minutes. Sometimes that's a thirty minute opportunity. But just being still before Him and yeah. pouring out my heart. I love David talks about how he pours out his heart before God, mm-hmm. but then also taking taking this posture of receiving. And so, yes. um, and I know, and it's this is like saying like what does intimacy look like with a husband and wife? It's going to look different in every couple. Yeah. Um, but I know even something that I've I've done this year is even physically allowing my posture to become what internally is positioned. And so knowing yeah. like this concept of palms down. And so when I pray at night, that picture of palms down is me releasing everything. Yeah. So on my knees before the Lord, releasing everything to Him and saying, God, I give you this day. And that's how I begin that time with Him of I, I give you the fears from today. I give you the worries from today. I'm not taking any of those things into me, into the, with me into this sure. moment, yeah. but then positioning myself with that palms up. But now I receive your mercy. I receive your grace. I receive your yeah. love. Speak to me, Holy Spirit. And then from there, I may pray specifically about things that are on my heart. I may pray specific scriptures or I may just listen and be quiet. Mm-hmm. And and that's where I think then it becomes fun because it's yeah. really like letting the Holy Spirit direct yeah. that even time with Him. Um, but I think knowing if we really believe eternity is the most real thing and we believe our lives are to be a seed for the gospel, for a life in light of eternity, then knowing I can't help but prioritize with time with him. And, and, and I would say that that is hard and that is difficult and that can be challenging, Mm -hmm. but I I don't know any other way to really cultivate intimacy. And again, that time may look different, but I would say no matter what season you're in, you have to find that time with him yeah. or else you won't be full to to give out and you even that fruit won't be bearing and i would say to do it not from a place of obligation or yeah. out of a place of i'm doing this to get something but strictly for relationship yeah. and and that's something where i have to monitor because i think there are seasons it's so easy i just need you god so i'm going <laughs> to do it for relationship um but then knowing there are seasons that i can start feeling good and like life's going good yeah. and god's good that i'm like okay god what do you want to give me yeah. versus like, no, I just, I want to be with you. And, and there'll be times I know if I've gone like a few days where I haven't had that intentional time, yeah. then like I, I prioritize, like I know, okay, tonight, like I'm going like <laughs> sometime this <laughs> weekend or in the morning, even yeah. if I need to get up early, I'm going to find that time yeah. to be with him because I can't, I can't operate in love apart from that. So I don't know if yeah, that's, that again, looks different for that's every person, so but for me in this season, that's a part of my intimacy with the Lord. That's so good. I think that really testifies to what it is to have an evergreen kind of life. When you're saying that even if it's inconvenient, even if it's a fight to get there, we have to prioritize yeah. time with Him. And really that it that is a practical, natural thing. It's time. that mm. And that is a seed that we can give Him. Yeah. If we can give Him the seed of our time and spend that with Him, we can, that's where the fruit, the abundant life yeah. comes from. Yeah. I think that's so powerful. Yeah. And it was so cool. And, and last thing I want to share, but um, I was praying, this was Wednesday night. I was actually at church and um, I was praying 
And I saw this picture and God was just reminding me of those seeds mm-hmm. that was planted. But as I was praying, I saw myself sitting and resting against him, this, you know, this tree. Um, but mm-hmm. I looked out and I saw all these trees that were in different mm-hmm. seasons of life. And some of them were wow. fully grown and mature. And some of them were still like growing and they looked different. They were all different types of trees. But I felt like God said, those were, those were seeds from seasons past that you were faithful to plant. Mm-hmm. And so let those be an encouragement for the things that you're still waiting to grow. And so I would mm-hmm. say, no matter what season you're in, you can, again, going back to David's prayer of, I remember your steadfast love and your faithfulness to stop and to find time, even if that's where you begin your intimacy with God, to reflect on, God, you've done it before and you've you've yeah. grown this before and you've been faithful here. And that's what gratitude stirs in us mm-hmm. is that reflecting on how good he's been in the past that gives us hope to now wait for the things that we're still believing for. Amen. That is so good. Pastor Sierra, will you seal all of this conversation with a prayer yeah. for our listeners? Just um for them to enter into and into to enjoy an evergreen kind of life with the Lord. Definitely. Well, Father, we just thank you for this time. I thank you for um, Antoinette. I thank you for this opportunity. And we're, we're so thankful for your word. We thank you that your word is alive and it's active in our lives. And I pray that we would be a people. Every single person listening would be a person Lord, who chooses you every time, that we would be a disciple of you, that we would be a follower of you, God, that we have counted the costs and we have said yes to you. I thank you, Lord, that your kingdom is like a treasure hidden in a field, that we are willing to sell everything to run and after and to pursue. And I pray that you would give us those visions for what it really means for our life to be lived in light of eternity, our life to be a just reward for your suffering, God. And I thank you that in this season of just even stirring up hope and asking what it means to to live life that in that evergreen kind of way, God, that we would be a people who bear much fruit and that this world would know us by the fruit that we bear. And I thank you, God, that that would be done from a place of trust and intimacy and rest. I thank you, Lord, for anyone struggling, God, maybe they've they've known you in the past, they've known your voice, but felt like this has been a season of separation or where they just haven't heard from you. I thank you for that fresh wind and that fresh fire to blow through them today. I thank you, God, in this moment, wherever they're listening, that you're touching them, God, and you're restarting dreams, that they would position themselves in that posture of waiting, listening, and praying and see you restore vision inside of them, see you restore hope. And I thank you, God, for those ladies who who are actively pursuing you, Lord, and who are bearing fruit in their lives. I pray that this would be a season of double portion, God, more Mm -hmm. abundance in what they're doing, Father, more fruit that they could even imagine, Mm -hmm. God, that you have for those who are focused on you, God, as we seek first your kingdom and your righteousness, that everything else is added unto us. So I thank you that we would see fruit, Lord, that truly does lead to the healing of the nations, nations, that does lead to your return, Father, that we we pray, return, Lord Jesus, come, Lord Jesus, and mm-hmm. heal this land, heal this earth, yes, and make Lord. all things right. So we thank you for those things. We thank you that our life would would be postured in that way. We thank you. You seal this time in that, and everything we do, you receive all glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks for joining us today. For more information about Entourage Ministries, visit our website at entourageministries.com or visit us on Facebook or Instagram. 